Hi, I'm Autumn. And I'm Bethany. And we are A to B Podcast, working on getting from point A to point B through simplicity, organization, and some fun. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you feeling? I was down and out for a while there. Yeah, you had a little bout of um, food poisoning. Yes, I was away for a week because I went to Seattle for a conference. I have to give a plug. Not only was the conference amazing, it was a math conference called CGI, but it was on the University of Washington campus. It was so pretty. (laughs) Even at one point, I was in this session, and right out of the window was a rooftop garden, but it wasn't even a garden. It was more like a little rooftop meadow. I don't even know how they created this. And the session was great. It was super engaging, but I also wanted to crawl out of the window and go frolic in this meadow. I mean, it was beautiful. You were like daydreaming during class instead of focusing on the no, lesson. No, no, I was <laughs> focused. I, it, it was it was beautiful. So I go to this conference. Then I go down to Portland to visit family. It was such a completely different pace because the conference, as most conferences are, was go go go. But then my time in Portland was just so calm, and I was reading, and I was doing some planning and thinking about what I wanted to do when I got back. And I had made this mega list. And it wasn't even one of those lists where you're like dreading it. It was a list where I was so excited to dive in. I get back immediately. I fall so ill with food poisoning. It's terrible, Autumn. Food poisoning is no joke. That'll knock you out. I think the last time I got food poisoning, I was 11 years old and we had gone to the fair and I had gotten a hot dog And the ketchup was rancid and it gave me food poisoning and I didn't know what was happening. And my mother's like, this is food poisoning. And I'm like, oh, what's happening? It was terrible. It was so terrible. That's a lot of detail about the ketchup. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) No, you're fine. I don't eat ketchup very often, so I'll be okay. I know what I got food poisoning on. I can never eat again. So what did you get food poisoning on? Potato salad at a picnic. Stay away. Was that before or after I served potato salad at your one-year-old's day party? Um, I have no idea, honestly. I don't remember. However, our potato salad was surrounded by ice, wasn't it? Well, quick side story, listeners. I don't think we had No, this, Autumn is very um, practical in about birthdays. And I was like... Anti-party, you can say. Yeah, okay, you're anti-party. <laughs> and I was like... I want to host her first birthday party. And so I did. And I, I don't know why I decided to serve potato salad, but we were having it outdoors and I was so paranoid because I wanted the potato salad to like be cold. And so I like had this huge bowl of ice and I'd put the bowl inside and like everyone who was even like considering going to potato salad, I was like, I've kept it on ice. I've kept it on ice. So I think I spent a good majority of the party reassuring people that the potato salad had been kept cold. Just as a little side story. The point is... You did good. You were a good hostess. Oh, thanks. I mean, potato salad goes with a picnic, right? That's what you're supposed to have. Maybe. I don't know. It was... uh, Anyway, I tell this story because I was so excited to, like, have this productive week when I got back. And I got so sick. I was so incapable of doing any of the tasks that were on this list. Here's the thing, Autumn. I was feeling guilty about it. And that was the part that was kind of frustrating. Because when you're sick, 
you're sick, right? Yeah. This has happened before with school when I'm home and I'm sick and I'm supposed to be recuperating, but I'm thinking about all of the things that I need to get done. Why was I feeling guilty about being sick? Like that guilt is not an emotion that was necessary. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like I had done something wrong. So it felt really weird to be feeling so frustrated at being sick. And then on top of that, when I was better, my next step was, okay, I'm feeling better. Dive into your tasks. And then I was feeling unmotivated. (laughs) What is up with that? So what did you do? How did you get motivated? Well, I called you. (laughs) (laughs) I called you. Well, first of all, you were sick. So you can give yourself a little bit of um, forgiveness for that week. Like you you get to relax for a little bit and regain your fluids. (laughs) In hindsight, I think about the fact that I was not only lying in bed sick, but I was also like... Oh man, you have so many things you want to get done or, oh, look, it's a sunny day and you're here sick. You know, do you, do you get like that when you You couldn't just be, I'm sick, so I'm just going to lay here? Well, no, I was just, I'm going to lay here because I couldn't do anything else. (laughs) Like I really (laughs) couldn't do anything else. The thing I wanted to talk about today was keeping things in perspective. Once I was sick, there's nothing I can do. The tasks that I put on my list... None of them were so time sensitive that it was that big of a deal for me to put them on pause for a week. And even if they were that important, it's like, you're sick. You have to take care of yourself. That's what matters most. But in the moment, I had a really, really hard time keeping things in perspective. That's so funny that you talk about keeping things in perspective because the same thing happened to me. I was at my parents' house and... I was helping my mom just kind of check some things off her list, some things she had to do and kind of organizing here and there. All of a sudden we realized that there is a fire in the field just kind of about two streets over from our house. They kind of live up on a hill. And so there was a wildfire. Oh my gosh. And so the fire was coming towards their house. The wind was blowing in the exact right direction. We started running. I wouldn't say running. We were calm, but we we were going around the house, grabbing all the keepsake items that you want to take with you just in case and um, packing up the car. And, you know, I'm standing in the driveway and I can see the flames just over on the other side of their house. You could see the flames from the driveway? Yes. We voluntarily evacuated. It was a street over that was mandatory. But, you know, when you see the flames, nobody wants to hang out there. So it was time to go. Everything was fine. No houses were lost. The firefighters did an amazing job. And the wind, thankfully, the wind shifted. So it started going up the hill instead of towards the houses. So everybody was safe. And we were able to get back in later that evening. But it was definitely a moment of, okay, organizing and those tasks on the to-do list make no difference if this house is gone because... (laughs) That's not the important thing. And all that stuff that was in the house, that wasn't important. I'm hard on those keepsakes, but that's the only thing we put in the car were those things that have been passed down from my grandma or, you know, the pictures. Those were all kept in the car. And Well, geez Louise, that, I mean, talk about perspective. Like, (laughs) I'm having a woe is me party, like being sick with food poisoning. And you're like, we're in the driveway and the flames are licking over the hill. Well, it's just a whole matter of you're sick, you're 
evacuating for a fire, like you have some big <laughs> life change. Like, like things are going to happen. Things yeah. are going to happen. There's going to be some downtime where you're not going to be able to check stuff off your to-do list. You know, our whole podcast is about that. But at the same time, we know that there are times where you just got to keep things in perspective of what really you can do right now at this time. So are you telling me, Autumn, that I should be gentle with myself? Is that what you're saying? gentle be gentle I don't know be gentle that doesn't quite speak to me I mean if you're like if you're running in a 5k and someone's like be gentle it's like I'm gonna stop running right it's about time we had a running metaphor in this podcast well I don't know is that the positive motivation talk that you're gonna give yourself are you saying it doesn't that doesn't speak to you the the be gentle because i I get what you're saying if you're saying, oh, be gentle, I'm not saying let yourself off the hook, but I mean, yes, let yourself off the hook, like put yourself on the hook in the first place, I guess is what I'm saying, like keep it in perspective. I think what would have been better for me to do those voices that were saying like you should be up and doing stuff, but I had to just push the to-do list aside and say, you know what, this time right now is just for me to recuperate and the to-do list will be there. But what really matters right now is your health and getting better. Yes. Back in episode two, when we talked about you can have a fresh start, every day is a new day. You can have a fresh start any moment you choose. Yes. You can have a fresh start any moment that you choose. Putting in perspective that sometimes are going to be down, you can have that fresh start. It's a new day. Maybe that's not a very good 5K, but there's another race coming up. (laughs) Autumn is a runner, in case you (laughs) didn't pick up on that. (laughs) Yeah, you can have a fresh start. We talk a lot about what our goals are and about getting organized and about getting these things done and different strategies to get these things done. But there are going to be times when you just can't get the stuff done at the exact moment that you want to get it done. I guess for me, the being gentle kind of works for me because I'm like, wait a second, it's okay. You're sick. Be nice to yourself. Like, why are you sitting here feeling guilty about being sick and worried about the things that you're not getting done? That stuff will be there. And then you brought it home with a fire, (laughs) with a fire example, which like, you know, way to keep it in perspective, right? Like what really mattered? Yes, it was great that you were helping your mom organize this, but in that moment, That just like was the last thing you were thinking about. You were focused on, okay, we got to get everyone out of the house and then get the things that matter most to us, you know? Yeah. If right now you're feeling, you know, unmotivated for whatever reason, or you're not in a space where you can get all these things done to really try to pull back and keep it in perspective. In this moment, you can only do so much. What you said about being gentle is a good point. You do want to push yourself to get things done and like push yourself to get better and to achieve your goals. But that's different from pushing yourself when you're sick or when something matters more. I think it's also like embracing where you're at. So embrace those moments when you feel really motivated and then also try to embrace the the moments when you need to really be focused on something else. Right. And looking at those priorities and sometimes organizing your home goes down on your list if you have more important things going on. So keeping that perspective, if there's big life changes or you're sick or kids are struggling at school, there's going to be other things that push organization out of the way. But when you're ready, here we are. (laughs) You know what else it made me think of? This was like 
guess it was like in May or something. And I had all these things to do for school and it was, it was a Saturday and I had called you and I was going on about like, Oh, Autumn, I have, I have all these things to do. I was basically freaking out a little bit. And do you know what you said? No, I never do. <laughs> I remember your gems, even if you don't remember. <laughs> you said, yeah, well, isn't it like a hundred degrees there? Yes, it was so hot that day. It like put it in perspective so perfectly for me. It was a hundred degrees. Like, I think it was like wanting to organize papers or something. And you were like, it's a hundred degrees. Like, why don't you? Well, we need to tell everybody that you don't have any AC. So besides it being a hundred degrees, you also don't have any AC. (laughs) I don't have air conditioning. And so it was like you were giving me permission to like ditch that plan and say, it's okay if you don't want to organize papers right now, or if you don't want to tackle those things on your to-do list, like it's okay. Yes. And maybe that needs to be my little mantra for that. It's a hundred degrees. That can actually also work for the whole food poisoning thing because I had a fever of like a hundred degrees. So... (laughs) So there you go. There you go. There you go. So yeah, thanks, friend. Yeah. For offering yeah, offering perspective. You're like, yeah, it's too hot to organize right now. <laughs> That's right. That's it's right. too hot. So if you are going through a slump, we've been there. A slump though a slump sounds so negative. You're just you're just feeling unmotivated. Reframing the slump. Yeah. Head back over to Launch Lingos, have a fresh start every day. What was your launch lingo? Nothing to it but to do it. That's right. I, I should add, nothing to it but to do it, unless you have a 100 degree fever. <laughs> and then <laughs> and just, then just relax and watch Netflix. <laughs> We have monthly challenges here at A2B Podcast, and for our summer, we are changing things up a little bit. We are reading a book together. I want to pretend it's kind of like Oprah's book club because I love Oprah so much, but it's not really a book club. It's more, well, it's kind of a book club. Can I call it a book club? What does it have to include to be a book club? Because do we have like questions we have to answer about it? Because if so, then no. (laughs) So we're going to read this book um, that I'm very excited about, actually. We're going to read this book that I'm actually very excited about. It is called Junk, Digging Through America's Love Affair with Stuff. And it's by Allison Stewart. Did you watch MTV when when you were growing up? Only at my grandparents' house. We didn't have it. <laughs> so Allison Stewart is, she's a journalist, but she uh, used to do MTV News. And so that's how, that's how I... You've been following her career. No. <laughs> no, I just, when I when I heard about the book, I was very excited. And I was like, wait, that name, I know that name. And then I, you know, I saw her, her picture. Like I looked up like, wait, Allison Stewart, I know that name. And yeah, it's the, it's the woman who was the journalist on MTV and did MTV News and gave us all of our heartbreaking news that at the time was very, very relevant. No, they did a great <laughs> job with their news, if I remember correctly. <laughs> It's not just music news. So anyway, I, um, I'm excited about this book. And what she does is she talks about junk from a bunch of different perspectives because she, oh, look, perspective. She, (laughs) she defines junk in a bunch of different ways. So, you know, junk can be obviously is a very negative term, but then she talks about like people who are collectors and people who are using objects that would be considered junk in art. And then she talks about um, clutter and hoarders. And 
I'm just really excited about it. So I, um, we're, we're reading this book together and then we are going to talk about it on a future episode. So if you are interested in picking up a copy, yeah, so I haven't got my copy yet. So if you're interested, you can jump along with us. Bethany's already started, so she is uh, rip-roaring to go. But you can start reading right along with us. I'm only on chapter three, though. I'm not that far ahead. But let me tell you, the first two chapters were great. The first chapter was all about, first of all, like, what is junk? What do we mean when we talk about junk? She goes to this mega yard sale that's, like, miles long, where... Oh, yeah, I've seen that on blogs. Okay, so exactly. She goes to those yard sales and she interviews people and she talks about what is it that is kind of behind the accumulation of all of this stuff. And then the second chapter was about pack rats and it was called Pack Rats Human and Otherwise. And it was fascinating. I think I may have sent you a few like quotes from it like, Autumn, oh my gosh, this so, this so resonates. <laughs> Okay, this sounds exciting, but I mean, did she talk about decluttering or are we like throwing some things away or are we just... Well, I don't know. I don't okay. know. I haven't finished the book, but she does talk about where should it go. There's a chapter called All You Need Is Less. So I think that chapter is going to speak to you, Autumn. Okay, I'm feeling it. <laughs> All right, we will put a link to the book Junk by Allison Stewart in our show notes also. If you just want to follow that link to Amazon, you can find it there. And it's not a prerequisite that you've read it, but we just wanted to give you a heads up that we're reading it and we're going to be uh, talking about it. And it's fun for us. So I'm hoping it's fun for you guys too. <laughs> In episode 12, we talked about creating simplicity with duplicates. And, you know, Autumn, this was this was a big deal because you were actually telling me that it is okay to have more than one of an item. I know, which is a strange thing for me, right? I know, it was very exciting. The point of that was actually to make life easier by getting multiple items. So, for example, one of the things we mentioned is having extra sunglasses. So I shared that I was very excited to finally have more than one pair of sunglasses because I have one in my car, I have one at home for when I'm like heading out to walk the dog, and then I got wild and I even have a third pair at school because every time I'm on duty, I'm wishing like I had my sunglasses but they're in the car. No longer. I have a pair that just lives in my classroom. <laughs> yeah, and you are probably already doing this if you have your favorite lipstick or lip gloss in your purse and at home, or if you have multiple pairs of scissors where you use them in one pair in the kitchen and another pair in your desk. So we're just giving other ways that you can make your life simplified with having duplicate items. Or, and, or a pair of scissors in your craft room. Yes. I don't have a craft room, but I... <laughs> I would have scissors in there if I had one. Having multiple pairs of scissors where you use them in your house. <laughs> what a luxurious feeling. Uh, we got a tip from Dan, and he shared how he uses duplicate items. My name is Dan. My duplicate item is I have like eight of the same shirt, different color. Maybe four dress shorts, different colors. Khakis, all the same thing, just different colors. Gym shorts, everything's the same, just different colors. Probably got my wardrobe down to like maybe 20 items, and uh, there's a lot less thinking that goes on. Thanks, Dan. We're excited to get your call and your tip. I love his point that there's less thinking that goes into it when he has multiple items of the same shirt that he likes, just in different colors. 
the funny thing is, is actually my husband does the same thing with his wardrobe and has his favorite shirt that he just gets multiple colors of. And it, and it does, I look over there, it's so simple for him to get ready in the morning. And even though I love this idea, I think that I like variety a lot in my own wardrobe. So I don't think if I could do exactly the same thing, but I think you can take parts of the same idea and incorporate it into your wardrobe. For example, I do something similar with my workout clothes and I have my favorite tank top that I have in three different colors. I love that you can take this idea of having duplicate items and use it in just one part of your wardrobe. You don't have to make your whole wardrobe duplicate items. Even though it's hard for me to visualize how I would use it in my own wardrobe because I like variety and I like changing things up sometimes. I think you can incorporate it into parts of your wardrobe. So for example, I have one of my favorite tank tops for my workout clothes and I have three of the same colors of that tank top. So that keeps my workout clothes super simple. I just grab one of those tank tops. I don't have to think about which shirt I want to wear when I'm working out. Just grab it. I actually feel like this is something I'm working towards of having a more simplified wardrobe when it comes to my teaching wardrobe because in the morning I'm thinking about so many things that I kind of want to streamline it. I love the idea of having duplicates. I can have five pairs of black pants that, you know, that's my go-to in the morning. Ultimately, if you're trying to make things simpler or create simplicity in your life, then duplicates can be a great way to do that. Thanks so much for sharing your tip. And if you have a tip for us, we would love to hear it. You can give us a call on our voicemail line. It's 858-480-SPACE or 858-480-7722. You can also send us an email at hello at adbpodcast.com. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at adbpodcast. Before we wrap this episode up, we want to say thank you for listening. And if you're happy you found us, please do share the podcast with somebody that you think will enjoy it. You can also head on over to iTunes and leave a review or subscribe so that you make sure that you don't miss a single episode. Great. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.